1: Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, you are. I'm so glad you stayed with us today because I have an honor. I have the opportunity to listen to Dr. Marina Hoffman, and she's a Bible and theology professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She is a guest here today with us, and she's written a new book on women in the Bible. You know how near and dear that is to my heart, and a small group study that goes along with it, a video series, and all of those are available at womeninthebible.info. That's womeninthebible.info info. And so welcome. Welcome, Dr. Marina Hoffman. Thank you so much for having me today. We are really glad to have you on the show. And I think that we wanted to hear and learn more about you and more about your story. Uh, part of the testimony that really led you to ultimately write a book about women in the Bible. But tell us about your story.
2: Um, about seven years ago, I was Doing well. I had just finished my doctorate. I had just landed a job at Palm Beach Atlantic University here in South Florida. And sure enough, I was riding home from a family event with my husband when suddenly a car hit us. Mm. The car was going 70 miles an hour. It was head on. We were going 70 miles an hour. Mm. And as you would imagine, the survival rate is pretty much zero at that impact. So we had a lot of problems. God worked one miracle after another. We're glad to be alive. But at the same time, we had a lot of limitations to deal with.
1: Wow. What exactly What exactly were those limitations, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Sure. At the moment... I had four lacerations to my bowels, and it's a beautiful story how I even survived. The person in front of us was a firefighter retired. The couple behind Mm. us were EMT workers. Mm. They jumped out of their vehicle and held me down in freezing, freezing weather for 48 minutes until the ambulance arrived so that I didn't move too much or try to give up, get up, and I will tell you all of that was against my will. Apparently, I was flailing around wanting to get Mm. out, and this Surgeon said, if I had tried to get out of that car, I would never have stood up. I would have gone completely septic before I did. So I thank God they saved my life. My husband, at the time, the car was crushing us. The brakes were gone. He had no control in the steering wheel at all. He threw his hand across me and Mm. saved my life by holding my head against the headrest. And I had a brain injury, and it was bad. But without my husband, I probably wouldn't have survived or would have just been a vegetable. Mm. And again, arriving at the hospital, the surgeon came up and looked at me. She was having lunch on her day off at the hospital. I think that in itself is supernatural. Mm. But sure enough, she comes up, she takes one look at me, and she tells the nurses, there is no time for a dye test. You need to roll her in the OR. We are opening her up right now, and I'm doing an old-fashioned surgery by hand. Ten hours later, she had also saved my Mm. life. So in that moment, there were so many things that came better to save my physical life. But of course, the brain injury had all kinds of problems with depression, anxiety, PTSD, and just the trauma of everything that changed so quick in my life.
1: That is just so amazing to me how God sent the right people over and over again uh, to you in the right timing. You know, God's timing is so incredible. I mean, what what the grace of God um, to have those people there, and, and your husband, how did he, how did it go for
2: him? Well, the incredible story is that when he leaned over with all his might, despite his seatbelt, to save my life, first of all, he broke his own rib on the caddy in the car, but here the jaws of life arrive, and they have no idea how he's living, but sure enough, his body is as far over into the passenger seat as possible, and his engine, the engine of our Jeep, is sitting in his seat. But thank God he was not there. So it did push his hip out. Um, He had multiple surgeries and and he had eight broken ribs. But the fact that he gave up his life to save mine incredibly Mm. also saved his own. And I know you're probably thinking of that Mm. verse, greater love than no man in this, right? That he gave up his life for another. That's amazing. Even to this day, so emotional to think that someone would love me Mm. so much and then God would reward him by saving his own life.
1: And that, that was his impulse. You know his you know you don't even have a second to think and that was his his impulse was to save you. What a great love, uh, deep love that he has for you. That's that's beautiful.
2: It's true. It reminds you really that the things you need in life, love for one another, faith in God. You don't want to try to build this up when a trauma happens, you want that kind of love for others, love for God and a strong faith to fall back on. That, at least, was my experience, how how thankful I was to have grown up in the church, in a family of faith, and I could hold on to God in those desperate hours.
1: Oh, Yes. Sweet Marina. I am just so thankful that you made it through that and not only made it through that, but you are so victorious. Tell us, how did you overcome these fears? You talked about PTSD, anxiety. Tell us a little bit about the aftermath.
2: You know, the true miracle is that God didn't heal me right away. Because if God had healed me in that moment, I would never have known that I even had anxiety or depression or that I was so deeply traumatized. So the beauty for me is that God allowed me to know that I was suffering with these things and I had some major problems because God's plan for my life was to walk me through those challenges day by day. And sometimes it was hour by hour. Mm. And certainly when I began to teach, it was often minute by minute just the courage to stand in front of my students to talk I say that because I had a brain injury to the point where I couldn't speak English it was Mm. two full months before I could say yes or no without stuttering and that was about all I could do so having to relearn everything and then having to publish public speak as my career, Mm. it was so hard. But as you would imagine, Jennifer, in that experience, I learned to rely on God, to trust God, to walk in God's strength, not my own. And amazingly, after a lot of struggle, I began to realize, you know what? The best place is to accept my weakness and rely totally on God. And it was like a burden lifted from my shoulders mm. because I didn't have to rely on myself. I could trust God to walk me through. And even when things didn't go as I planned, that was okay, too. I didn't need to be perfect.
1: Yeah. Wow. You're such a joyful heart, such joyful spirit, and just an overcomer in so many ways. I, I'm really impressed. I what about, you know, depression? I mean, it doesn't seem to me as if you could be depressed when I talk to you right now. How did you how did you walk that out?
2: Yeah, you know, that was another bit of a landmark. I remember it was two years almost to the day that I accidentally smiled and I tried to put on a good front, but I was watching a soccer game, and my boys, my students, they won, and it was a big game, and I was so happy I accidentally jumped up and cheered for them and smiled. And I thought, wow, you know, another little step forward, but that was after two full years. Hmm. So I know what it's like to walk around and feel like there's just a storm cloud above you that follows you everywhere, and for some reason the sun just can't break through, and being able to trust God, being able to say, God is my source of joy. And even though I don't feel joy right now at all in heaven for weeks, I will be glad in the Lord. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will count my blessings. Of course, it could have been worse. I was glad to be alive, but just being willing to walk every day, keep trusting God, even when it feels like you're taking a step back at the end of the day. And I think courage, trusting on God to give me the courage to get out of bed every day and to hold my head up high and to face my fears, even though they were often little baby steps forward.
1: Yeah. So do you think the depression was because of the physical rehab or was it emotionally when you realized, I guess, mortality?
2: Well, I think the foundation was that my brain injury literally broke parts of my brain, if you think of it that way, so I didn't have the proper chemicals. I didn't have dopamine mm. and endomorphines. My levels were way down, so my psychiatrist actually really pushed me hard to exercise every day, and myself, I came up with the solution of eating chocolate. I don't know why some women are against that because oh, and no, I'm really, not I'm all about chocolate. I, no, <laughs> My friend who's pregnant, she's at the very end, and she's like, oh, sometimes I'm just so frustrated and upset. I'm like, that baby is telling you, you need chocolate. Do you prefer dark chocolate? Yes. I said, yes, you're thinking about chocolate all day long. The baby says, like, have some. Feel better. It's okay to have chocolate. The Lord gave it to us. So some days I literally, like, Lord, I'm living by faith, and right now I'm having some chocolate because I need to get over this moment. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm not ashamed to say that. The Lord uses many ways, right? Um, friends, exercise as best we can. But definitely the biggest thing for me was just time. And as my brain slowly healed, the problem was my new normal was depressed, right? Mm -hmm. I just was in those negative thought patterns. I can't do this. I'll never be anything. I cannot teach even the things I was doing, I felt I couldn't do. So then I realized, you know what, the battle is less but chemical and physical, the battle's becoming spiritual. And that's when I had to put my faith in God. And when my faith wasn't strong, that's fine. I have to go forward anyways, right? It doesn't hmm. it doesn't matter if I felt it or not. Sometimes I walked in the feeling of faith. Sometimes I just decided to go forward because I felt God's call on my life was not finished yet.
1: Oh, wow, Marina. That is such a beautiful testimony of overcoming. You have overcome So many struggles. I I think of the just the the reaction of anxiety and depression, the the physical struggles and through God's help and through God's strength. And now listen to you. You're sharing it with others that there is hope. There is hope beyond accidents. You know, you're listening to Simply for Women. This is Jennifer Jackson. I hope you will stay with us for the next episode because we'll have Marina back with us again. And if you want to learn more about the show, go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org because you have been listening to Simply for Women.